What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Making the Turn, the premier green industry podcast that highlights professionals across many areas, including golf course management, sports turf, sales, business, education, landscaping, and more. Making the Turn is hosted by me, BJ Parker. I've spent nearly 25 years in the green industry, mostly as a golf course superintendent, and now I want to bring the knowledge and insight from myself and the many people I've met and continue to meet along the way. Making the Turn will provide valuable content for those looking to learn from others, gain useful tips and tricks, and be better in their daily lives. You can find Making the Turn on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please be sure to rate, review, share, and subscribe. It helps keep the podcast growing and getting better. Thanks for listening, and welcome to another episode of the Making the Turn podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, BJ Parker, and I appreciate you joining me. Thank you for listening wherever you are. I really appreciate it. And today, uh, I have a special guest with me. Uh, he needs no introduction. He is a, uh, if you follow him on social media, he, he's doing a lot of great things. He is the founder of Raising Men Lawn Care, Mr. Rodney Smith. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? How are yourself? I'm doing great. I appreciate okay. you doing this for me, man. No problem. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, well, I'm going to enjoy uh, telling your story and getting to know you a little bit more. Yes, sir. Um, it was fun ride down here. I appreciate you opening your home and, yeah, no and uh, let me uh, come in here and uh, just chat with you for a minute. Yes, sir. Well, um, I guess... Um, tell me a little bit about how this all started for you. Uh, I don't, I don't, you know, I know you've told this story a bunch, mm -hmm. uh, but just kind of what it is you do and where the passion came from to get started doing it. Okay. Um, back in 2015, I came across elderly man, um, once I was leaving school one day in my senior year of college and he was mowing his lawn and it looked like he was struggling. So I, yeah. I pulled over and helped him out and. That night, I decided I'd start mowing free loans for the elderly, disabled, single parents, and, and veterans yep. here in Huntsville, Alabama. And eventually, that would take off and eventually turn into an organization. And yeah. That's just how it started. So, you know, I think it's one of those things that's fantastic to be able to find one little thing mm -hmm. and take that and run with it. And, and um, you know, and turn it into something that you probably don't even know where the where it's going to end up going. Yes. Uh, what is your What is your ultimate goal as far as what you're trying to do? I know from from what I understand about it, you do you provide free lawn care mm -hmm. to disabled uh, veterans, uh, single moms, and you probably got a list of other people that you help too. How How do people reach out to you? How do How do you get involved with them? Uh, how 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 do the the people that you help come into your life? Yeah, everything through social media. So let's yep. say you had a mother that lived here in Huntsville, but you stayed far away and you needed me to go by and do it alone. You just contact me and I'll go by and do it. And yep. Yeah, so social media plays a huge part in getting the word out and also, you know, getting people to contact us. So yeah. just just through social media, people contact us. Yeah, social media is a wonderful <laughs> thing, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's a very good tool, you yep. know, for good and bad sometimes, yeah. yeah. So the... The stories that you have as far as um, the people that you help, what what sort of, what sort of, dry, you know, it, what is, what's going on in their life that sort of makes, makes you passionate about those individuals as far as the, the veterans or is there someone in your life that, or is that just something you decided you were going to do and help on your own? Yeah, I mean, when I was coming up with the idea of who to help, I mean, it, those four, um, those four groups of people stood out to me, so yeah. I think first person was elderly, then I said, who else might need help? I said, maybe single moms and those yeah. who are disabled. Yeah. And then, of course, the veterans. You know, yeah. A lot of veterans need help as well. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, I, and I love what you're doing, man. I, I, I think um, you've got a passion for helping people. Yeah. It's a, it's a wonderful thing that you're doing. And, I, I mean, my, my goal is to talk to you about that, share your story, and – and sort of why, you know, why the passion of mowing people's grass? Because that that's just not something that people think about as being yeah. something, you know, there's a lot of people that go around that um, you see that are, you know, they need a lot of other things in mm -hmm. life. And just mowing someone's grass and how that can change their perspective or how that can change their life or what it even does for them. So yeah. talk a little bit about the aspect of, you know, hey, this grass thing is just taking off and how that how that one little simple act of kindness 
you know, changes somebody's day. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, um, the grass sit, the grass part is, and a lot of people take pride in their yard. You yeah. Know? And when you come across those who are elderly and you know, those disabled, single parents, you know, especially the veterans, when they're no longer able to take care of the lawn like they used to, you hear those stories and I, I used to be able to take care of my lawn, but now I'm not any longer physically able to do it myself. Yeah. You know, but when we can come with them for free and you know bring them a sense of pride in their yard again, yeah. it means a lot to them. And I, I would have never expected it to be mowing lawns, you know, because I really went to school to be a computer scientist. And, you know, I, I believe it's just a calling in life. Um, when I first came out of high school, I attended a college in Fort Lauderdale, Florida called ITT Tech. And I was there for about six it was six months. And during those six months, I really had a mm. bad time. And that's when I asked God to use me as his vessel. And yeah. he gave me an answer that day and not a month later, not even a year later. I believe it will happen a few years later, and that that time, point in life will be the time I came across an elderly man mowing his lawn. So I yeah. believe it was God telling me this is what he wanted me to do. And ever since then, it's like each thing that comes up has been like a, ch- a different chapter. So it was me mowing by myself. That's chapter one. Chapter two was was the f- starting the organization. Chapter three was the 50-yard challenge. Chapter four was traveling to all 50 states mowing, mowing lawns, make people aware of the yep. organization. So I believe it's like a... It's a book, and once you start reading it chapter to chapter, it, you can go as far as you want. Sure. It's up to you. Sure. And he has those chapters already written. It's just, yeah, like I said, up to you to, to read them all and yep. put it to work. Outstanding. So talk a little bit about how your organization works, because for those that follow you, mm-hmm. you, you uh, mentor uh, youth, yep. you employ uh, kids. Not employ. I don't want to sound like <laughs> you're paying them. But you, Volunte- you, encur- you vo- yeah, encourage yeah. volunteers who are generally – Use yeah. kids. Uh, talk yeah, so, a little bit about so that. So the organization is run. Basically, we have a fifty-yard challenge. So let's say you get a son or daughter yep. that accepted the fifty-yard challenge. They make a sign saying, "I accept the fifty-yard challenge." And in return, we will send them a white raising men or raising women's T-shirt, along with shades and ear protection. Once they mow ten lawns, they get an orange shirt. Once they mow twenty, a green, thirty a blue, forty a red, and fifty lawns turns a black. And once they mow fifty, I'll drive to wherever they are and I'll present them a brand new lawnmower, weed eater, and blower. Yeah. And that's that basically how it works. So it's just like a little challenge. Yeah. Issue to kids. And and how many kids do you have? Right now it's about 633. 633. Yeah. Across all 50 states? Well, 49. We, we don't have a kid in Rhode Island yet. Okay. We have kids in Australia. We have kids in Germany. We have kids in Bermuda and England. And we have kids in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. 630. Yeah. Man, you got to be proud of that. Oh, yeah. And so, do any adults? I'm um, not right now. We we had chapters, but you know, a lot of people get busy with life. Yeah. So my goal is right now is to push on the 50 yard challenge. Yeah. So that, that's where we're most successful, getting a bunch of kids to take part and get out there and do the same. Yeah. And now, in each of those individual areas, do you have you said you mentioned something about chapters? Is there a a, a group of people that kind of help you facilitate that when you're not there? Um, or yeah, we we had chapters. We had a chapter in Crossville, Tennessee, and. A few other places uh-huh. it wasn't that many, but they kind of fell off because you know life comes, life happens, and sure. you know they get busy with life. But yeah, so right now the focus is just a fifty-yard challenge. And eventually, I like to see chapters in all fifty states because it's a much-needed service. Yeah, yeah. And how many times have you done? You do a fifty-state challenge or a tour? Mm-hmm. How many times have you done that? I've done it eight times. Eight times. Yeah. And that's where you'll go through every state. Yeah, drive to forty-eight and fly to Alaska and Hawaii. Yep. And and how long does that usually take you? Um, I could do it now in twenty two to twenty five days. Wow! Yeah, is that fun to do? Yeah, hell yeah! <laughs> <That's> <laughs> fun. Yeah, real fun. I, mean, I, I enjoy being on the road. Yeah, yeah. And you just get in the car and drive, huh? Yeah, just go. Is it? Do you go by yourself or do you have? Yeah, most people? of the time I go by myself. Um, for two yeah. two of the tours, I teamed up with a friend of mine who dresses as super different superheroes. I love that. I saw that. And he goes to ch- children's hospitals and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Was he Deadpool this past time? Yeah, this time. This yeah. First time he was Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Is he in, what's his name? Can you say? Uh, Yuri Williams. He's Yuri. In California. Yeah. So let's back up a little bit. You got a little bit of an accent. Mm-hmm. I read up that you're from the island of Bermuda. Yeah. How'd you get here? I really for school. Yeah? Yeah. Came over in 2009. Yeah. Been about yeah, 11, 10 years now. How'd you like living in Bermuda? Oh, man. It's beautiful out there, huh? That's, that's right. I mean, expensive. So I finished my last two years of high school upstate New York. Yep. So... So ever since then I've been kind of in America, but yeah. 
Bermuda is too small for me. It's yeah. expensive and small. So talk a little bit about your, I guess, history of from being being in, on the island of Bermuda, coming <laughs> here, your schooling. Did you come here with family? How did how did all that sort of play into to where you got to uh, being in Florida and seeing an elderly man and creating this this not this this organization that's kind of blowing up. Yeah, I mean, it just kind of just happened. Um, I went finished last two years of high school. I I wanted to do something with computers. Yeah. So that's when we looked into different schools and happened to come across ITT Tech. And then left ITT Tech after six months. I was gonna go back to Bermuda to be a police officer, but my dad suggested, "Look, you need to go to college. I bought you go to Huntsville, Alabama." We had my grandmother who was living in this house at the time, and my aunt lives here in, in Alabama, here yeah. at Huntsville in Madison. He said, go out there, and you you enjoy it more than you did in Florida. And then I did enjoy it, so I came out here. Yeah, I've been here ever since. Yeah? You like living in Huntsville? Yeah, it's nice, yeah. man. Nice. Did you, now, did, fam- did you have family here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I was born in Birmingham. Yeah. Are you, are, so I have to ask you, are you a football fan at nah, all? No, I mean, the football I like is the one you guys call soccer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would figure that. But So you haven't gravitated to American football at all? I mean, I watch it if, if it's on TV. Yeah. It's, it's not my, my – if, if it was a sport, it would be basketball. Yeah, basketball? Yeah, basketball. Who's your favorite player? I don't really have a favorite player. I, I enjoy different teams, you know. Yeah. Oh, if you said favorite player, Kobe Bryant and – Way back was Allen Iverson. Yeah, I like Steph Curry and you know different players, but I like the teams. Yeah, different teams. Yeah. So, so how old how old are you? I just went thirty. Thirty. Yeah. Man, that's old, man. Yeah, you're getting on up there, man. Oh man, tell me, man. Is that is that that hard to say? Yeah, (laughs) it's hard. Yeah. No, no wife, no kids. No. No. I I mean, I couldn't couldn't do it. Got too much too much to do, right? Yeah, always on the go. Yeah. Well, what so what's next for you? I mean, as far as what's coming up in the uh, when we're, we're recording this on what is today the twenty no sometime in the end of January. I don't even yeah. know the dates. They run together for me. So what, what's what's coming up for you in tw- in twenty twenty? Yeah, so you see right here autism. Um, so I'll, I'll go on a fifty state autism tour. That'll okay. be the first tour for this year. So right now I got a guy painting uh, autism on more of those those colors. Yeah, so the whole. Can be it's gonna be electric lawnmower because a lot of autism kids are sensitive to sound. Yep. So I have electric lawnmower, weed eater, and blower that's got them painted up just like that right now. So that'd be my first tour. Yep. And then I would after I finish that tour, I'd auction off the lawnmower and and donate those funds to autism charity. And yep. I'm gonna do a few more tours. Another tour is gonna be a gold star family tour. So I'll go to all fifty states and um move for gold star families. Yeah. And then Different tour. Another tour will be um, for teachers. I know teachers struggle to get yeah. class, class classroom items, so I got a special made lawnmower up for teachers. And all these tours have their own special specialty more. And then I will um, auction each teacher that I meet. I will have them make an Amazon wish list. Yep. And then after I get done mowing the lawn, I post the Amazon wish list and try to get people to support those items for, for their classroom. Yep. So I'm just moving for different causes now and encouraging kids to take part in the 50 yard yep. challenge. So that's Basically, 2020. Yeah. So those those tours are, are separate from the 50-yard challenge? Is that? Yeah, th- so those are those tours that go to all 50 states. Yeah. And the 50-yard challenge is when kids do 50 yards in their city. Yeah. And and what do they do after the 50 yards are up? What, are they, what, is, what would they be doing? Um, some, some kids continue on. And then you They'll got do s- another 50 yards? Or? Oh, they, yeah, they just continue yeah. on. And then you got kids that start their own business. Mm-hmm. And since they got the new equipment, but they also still give back. Yeah. So they do both so yep. they, some kids stop you know just up to the kids you know yeah so and i don't know how much you can talk about mm-hmm. this but it's what you do it takes a lot of work and 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 there's a lot of things that go into it how do you get support for that oh everything's just by donation yeah regular people who support organizations just yep. donate and when i'm on the road people sponsor hotel rooms or meet up with me give me gas cards and yeah. The other funds that come into organization, I buy T-shirts. As you can see back there, it's a bunch of T-shirts. Yeah. So we just spend a lot of money on T-shirts because we're expecting a lot of kids to join this year. So. Yeah. Yeah. People just support the organization. As as far as like sponsorship or company mm-hmm. support, do you have? Do you, we don't have any official company yeah. support. Um, but like my first fifty state tour, Briggs and Stratton, they funded both both of those tours. Yeah. 
But after all the tours after that, people, regular people, just been donating. Yeah, so so you've been basically running off of just regular people, not yep. necessarily a big company or yep. whatever. Would you would you want to have a a sponsor from like say a lawnmower company yeah, or? I mean, yeah, eventually. Yeah, yeah. hopefully. That's a yeah. hope. Hopefully, Toro will be listening. <laughs> well, they I, might. I know some people. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I enjoy Toro lawnmowers, and that's a lawnmower I use to customize lawnmowers and stuff like that. But yeah, hopefully, you know, on my I recently done a, a tour for police officers. Uh-huh. Where I special I customized a lawnmower for police officers, and invited them out to mow with me, and that that was to encourage officers to come out and build that relationship between officers and the communities. And Toro donated ten lawnmowers, yeah, so I can donate to different police departments around the nation. So, yeah. you know, the, Toro has really served as a support as well. So, yeah, yeah, Toro's a good company. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. And do you did they did they reach out to you or did you reach out to um, them? I think that relationship started because um, when I was on my third 50-state tour in 2018, I was with my friend Yuri. That was yeah, the third one. Yeah. He was on the third tour. And then I think I stopped outside of Toro's headquarters and took a picture because I said my lawnmower <laughs> wanted to see where he was born. Yeah. I took a picture and Toro saw it. And, and they said they had been following me before because they yeah. seen the work I done with Bridget and Stratton. And yeah, and that relationship just grew from that. Yeah, do you have a, a specific mower that you like? Do you, do you know the model or anything, um, or just just their push mower? Yeah, I mean, what is it? The red self propel. Yeah. Self propel makes a big difference. Oh, yeah. <laughs> before, <laughs> before, before, um, I was before, I think I before self propel, I was just using a regular push mower. Yeah, you know, gas mower, and. Get introduced to so propelled. Oh, yeah. I said, "Wow, this thing's <laughs> different." Wait till you try riding. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I mean, I, I prefer yeah. mowers because yeah. um, easy to travel with. Sure. And then you're trying to encourage kids to get out there and do the same. So yeah, there's a health benefit to it oh, yeah. as well. Push more. Yeah, some therapeutic about pushing yeah. along. I've seen some pictures that you've posted on social media where you walk, you'll come up on a lawn and it's in oh, pretty bad shape. I like lawns like that. Yeah. What? So how would? So how do? You, from your perspective, how do you attack stuff like that? Just like eating an elephant one yeah, bite at a time. Yeah. You just. It depends how big the yard is. If it's really big, you just do it in like squares. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I love lawns. I, I was thinking about doing a fifty state tour called a uh, lawn makeover, where I, there you go. I would suggest to people, tell me, show me if you know a lawn in your neighborhood that is completely overgrown. Just completely overgrown let me know and i'll come by yeah so that's a tour i had in mind you know because I, I think that would be fun then do before and afters then do a time lapse then even get like a drone get a drone and have a drone shot of me and there's yeah. different shots and i think that'd be a cool tour to do and then even invite people in the community to come out to move with me yeah so you, so you do all this basically yourself yeah yeah that's awesome yeah. All the weed eating and yeah. What, so what what do you do as a service for you oh, weed eating and mowing, and then raking leaves and yeah. snow shoveling in the fall and winter. Kids do. Yeah. So our fifty yard challenge because it's the mowing, raking leaves, snow shoveling, and if you have younger kids, they can pick up trash. Yeah. You don't do any landscaping or anything like oh, that. No, that's Trimming. I mean, yeah, just a little weed. And that's yeah. About it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot to it. You know. Oh yeah. My yeah. Uh, my career's taken the path of. Golf course maintenance. Or how, are you? How familiar are you with like the turf grass industry in uh, general? I'm, I'm getting familiar. Yeah. I've done a few keynote speakings, and all of them have been mainly turf. Yeah. What, what do you What do you usually tell? Say you you had a keynote uh, mm-hmm. speech this past week at the sports turf com- uh, conference. What What sort of things are you talking to them about? Not just the organization itself and how it started. And, um, I really want to do better in. Um, T- t- telling people that you know we all have potential in something, we all have a purpose. Yeah. So uh, that's a, that's the goal I want to work on. Telling people we all have a purpose. It's about finding that purpose, tapping into that purpose, and yeah. Because once you tap into your purpose, you know the potential of it is unlimited. You know, it's funny. I I listen to a lot of motivational stuff and speaking, but mm-hmm. you're you're in you're a person that. I followed for a while now, and 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 not that I know your story very much, mm-hmm. but I see that that's that's the drive you have. It's like, what is it that I need to do to be a passion one to help others, mm-hmm. and eventually 
will it pay off for me in some financial way or whatever? That may not be a goal of yours, mm-hmm. but it's all a goal of ours to kind of support ourselves, but to do something we love yes. and, and to help others. And I think, I think that doesn't get told enough. And I don't think people listen to it enough about how, um, you know, that that's in every one of us. Oh, yeah. And like you're saying, how do you tap into that? How do, how do people tap in that? Cause they just go through their daily lives just Not, going yeah. through the motions. I'll, I'll just be honest. Th- the way this podcast started, I was a golf course superintendent. I, I was at a private club. I made um, pretty good money. Mm-hmm. Just thought the world was, um, you know, going okay. strong. Yeah. And I got let go out of the blue. And I didn't know what I was going to do. And it's hard to get back into it. Um, I, you know, I, I, I kind of just kind of lost a desire to do anything. And the whole idea behind making the turn is um, about – and you don't play – do you play golf at no, all? I mean, when I was younger, my yeah. grandfather did. But, you know, you play 18 holes. You play the front nine. You might have played bad. might not have had a great time. But you've got nine more holes to go. And yeah. I kind of look at it as life. And, it, and it's called, in the golf terminology, making the turn. And I just use that as kind of like a comeback story. And, and trying to find a, a passion and a desire, it was, hey, I, I have a story to tell. I want to help other people, which is promote people in my industry. And I have a lot of knowledge about what I can do and help helping uh, specifically in the turf grass area or golf course management. But I've learned a lot over the years. So that's, that's my story in a nutshell. And that's how, and, and I'm finding that will, you know, it's, it's one, it's being consistent. Yes. You know, I had to start, I had to start it. That was the hardest part for me. Mm-hmm. Like you drove, drove by and saw a guy, you, you had to get out yeah. and you had to go ask him or help him. You could have just kept going, and I think a lot of times people keep going and don't do the first action. I had to start, and you had so I think in some ways it's similar. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, I'm I'm not helping as many people, although I get a lot of people that might get something out of this, mm-hmm. you know. And I try to inter, interweave the things I've learned in life, yes, um, and also talk to people along the way, and. That's the goal is to is to have people hear your story that are that are fans of this podcast yes. that listen and want to get to know you that would never have the chance to meet you or reach out to you yes, sir. because it you know it took me just sending a DM mm-hmm. and hoping that you know, we could connect and yes. I'm glad we did that and I and so I want to tap into kind of that pers- perspective from you as far as um, you know how you're pushing that desire for people to take that first action. Because I think that, to you, is one of the things that why you encourage kids mm-hmm. to send you a, a message or why you encourage people to do what they do. And I think that's, that's, you know, that's to be commended. Yeah, I mean, it's about a starting point. We, I think we have to go to certain things to get to certain places. Mm-hmm. Like I, I had to go from, if I, if, if I never would have left boarding school, I mean, if I never went to boarding school. Yep. It was, I, was, I had learned disabilities and stuff, so I went to special boarding school. If I, if I never went there, I probably wouldn't be sitting here because that eventually led to me going to Florida. Yep. Me asking God to humanize the vessel, end up me going back to Bermuda. My dad saying, Look, go right back out and go to Huntsville. Yeah. Three, four, five years in Huntsville, eventually this came up. So just going, you had to go through the motions sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and then once you find it, you ever listen to Gary V? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, man, he says five words. His five words that always stuck out to me. He said, "One day you will die." Yep. I mean, like I was in the hotel the other day. Well, I think yesterday, I woke up in the morning. I said, "Man, one day this will be over. I, I, one day I will no longer exist." Right. And just that idea, I just got up and look. I had to get to work. Yeah. It's just stuff like that that sticks with me and one day you will die. Do it while you can do it. No, because yeah. one day it'll be all over, you know. So that's that's what motivates me somewhat, yeah. you know, just knowing that one day this will all be over. It, it it's one of the reasons why I love Gary V so much. Yeah, it's he's because straight he's up. he it's so practical. Oh yeah. It's like, what are you waiting for? Exactly. What else is gonna matter? Like exactly. what do you care about what they think? Or, you know, there's a lot but that's right, he's like you're going to die eventually, so <laughs> you might as well get going, you know? Exactly. And people don't realize that yeah. you can drive down the street psh, all over. I mean, yeah. you could have you you been going to a meeting where you're about to sign a billion-dollar contract. Yep. That one instant is done. No, no more contract. Yep. So just while you can, just 
do what you can, you know. Yeah. I, Don't complain about it, just just do it. Yep. Is that what you is that sort of what you do when you think when you have a thought about yeah. oh, doing yeah. something oh. and it's like immediately oh, react on it? Oh yeah. I mean yeah. I think ideas come to you for a reason. Yeah. Man, man so many ideas I have right now I'm about to put to work, but yeah. I believe ideas come to you for a reason. You would be surprised about the money people that have come across say, Oh, I had that similar idea as you but guess what? They didn't do it. Yeah. So you, you got it. Once you get these ideas, you got to put it to work. Yeah, you got to because you're holding on to it for what? You know. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a basic principle of it life. It, yeah. You know, it's like you got something, do it. You know, I, there's there's all kinds of people in the world, but for the most part, they're they're you know people who will just cruise through life mm-hmm. and they'll just kind of go through the motions and they'll get through it and you know and they won't talk about anything, they won't do anything. It's just leave me alone. Yeah. And then there's people who make a difference, you know, and, you know, there's probably others in between, mm-hmm. but, you know, I think, I think we all have the potential and the purpose to make a difference. Yeah. And if it's just one person, you know, if you just mowed that one guy's lawn, you made a difference in his life. Yeah. And now you're, now you're look at how much you're reaching and, and who knows where you're, you're going to end up. Yeah. You know, I, I, I read something on the way down here that you want to do a, a continent tour? Yeah, seven continents. Do you know there's not much grass on Antarctica? Yeah, we shovel shovel one over there. <laughs> You're gonna shovel some uh, snow, some snow and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But that'll be. I mean, that's fantastic, though. You know, and and how to and and you just think about it. But the logistics of getting that done. Oh, yeah. You know, flying with mowers. Oh, uh, or, each, or, each or, state. or shipping them or I'll buy a mower and then buy, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, but that, those type of ideas just. They could linger, and you never even acknowledge them, and yeah. and that's something that that you said I'm gonna do. Yeah. What gave you that idea? I don't know. All the fifty state tours, then it just eventually made sense to try to yeah aim a little higher. Yeah. Well, where do you go from there? Well, I don't know yet. <laughs> Maybe space. <laughs> Who knows by then, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how long? How long? I mean. At some point, how do you see this thing getting to you? Do you have? I mean, you say you do m- most of it alone. I read you had a. Do you still have a co-founder? Is he still part of it? Oh no, ter- no, Terrence is um, he's no longer with the organization. Yeah, yeah. I, I had just read that. Oh but, yeah, yeah. But um, so are you looking to have people that kind of help you? Oh or yeah. Do you I, still have people that? Yeah, I mean, there's people behind like, got my guy Jake. He handles with PR, you know, then the board and stuff. So trying to formalize a better board. Yep. more people involved you know, bring people in yep. so they have uh, they bring different ideas that I, I didn't think of so yeah. I think that's important so get people's perspectives yep. different perspectives in different industries yeah yeah so I think that's important yeah I mean you gotta have I mean there's a there's a collective group of people oh, yeah. we can't all do things oh, to no. get uh, by ourselves yeah, I mean sure. it, you need a collective group and I and and uh, you know Gary V says it. a lot of people say you're the you're the uh you're you're the average of the you know four or five people you yeah. hang around, yeah. and that and that's important. You know, you, it it just kind of defines how you do things and what you want to do. Yeah. And if those people don't make aren't pulling you in the right direction, then you you got to get rid of them. Yeah, you know, that's true. And that's and that's I I so what it what is it that like as far as doing the grass stuff? Where are do you see yourself kind of re you know, going past that and doing other things, or, or is it you always want to kind of focus on the uh, the the turf and the grass part of it being a focal aspect of? Yeah, it? I mean, the gra- yeah, the grass part's the main part. Um, but I, I started different stuff like raising hope, where I raise money each month and donated to families. Yeah. So we done started that in January 2019. So each month, people will submit or nominate a family or person in need and. Each month we raise money like a thousand five hundred, and yeah. I'll just drive to wherever that family was and dunk on the door, say hello, yeah. and just surprise them. So that's that's something else I started, and yep. that that's kind of through the long care and so different ideas. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. I I I can't sit here and commend you enough for how you're going about it. I mean, I I can only imagine. I mean, we see these stories on TV. You don't mm-hmm. get to hear about a lot of them, but. You know, it just it it makes you makes you feel special when you help someone. I I, yeah. I went uh, I did four years in a row of mission work in mm-hmm. the Dominican Republic, and I told my kids after I, I after the first year, but I went back four years consecutively just to see the faces on people when you do things that they don't you know they don't expect, yeah. just to help you know feed them or play baseball with them or just anything. 
that they don't normally cuss. It, it just it changes your perspective on not only what you have, mm-hmm. but the gifts that you have to give other people. Right. And you know, um, just just the idea of mowing someone's grass turned into a, 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 an amazing organization. I commend you for that. Well, it's awesome. I appreciate it. Um, do you ever get like uh, people asking you grass questions? You don't get yeah, into the no. specifics. It's no, just grass, and you just mow yeah, it, right? It's just mud. Grass yeah. is grass. Green is green. Yeah. <laughs> so, so if you ever had a question about grass, would you? What would you ask somebody? Uh, I don't know. I, You've never been curious about it. I mean, not really. It's not really important. I mean, no. Nah. Yeah. I mean, to me, grass is just grass. I mean, yep. I know there are different types of grass, and just grass that I don't prefer to mow on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good question. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, I, from a from a grass mm-hmm. guy, I mean, I, I've I've sort of had to learn the trade and sort of in 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 our world, we we you know, if you're even familiar with golf at all, or even athletic sports turf, soccer fields, mm-hmm. baseball fields, they all grow their their grass, and typically it's free of weeds. It's mowed, you know, nice and pretty, yeah. you know. That's a that's a you know most homeowners don't have that or they have the ability to do that they don't even have the knowledge or, or the ability um, and I'm just curious if like you come across different things and you wonder and you ever had the you know the thought to ask okay what's going on here what type of grass is this or any of that sort of stuff has that ever has that ever occurred to you no that hasn't really not not that much I'm, yeah when I get to Florida it's a different type of grass yeah compared to everywhere else it's that Bermuda crabgrass yeah. I don't really like to mow that kind that much. It's just something about the type of grass. Yeah. So when you're going, that's a good. That's that's a good question. So when you you do this fifty state tour, you're going and and I can tell you, you're encountering yeah. lots of different grasses. Oh yeah. Do you have one particular type that stands out to you as easier to mow than others? I don't, I don't know the names of all the different yeah. types, but I think it's that. That grass in Florida, that crab, Bermuda type of grass. Yes, it may be I, Augustine, St. Yeah, Augustine. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yep. I don't really like to mow with that type of grass that much, especially when it's real thick. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. It's hard to push the mower through. Oh, yeah. Even e- self-propel. E- exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's one type of grass I don't like. Everywhere else it seems cool to mow. It's, yeah. But, yeah, once you get done by Florida, it's that. Yeah. Even well, Georgia. In, in in this part of the world, we're in North Alabama. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, come down from Middle Tennessee. The we're called the what's called the transition zone, mm-hmm. and basically what that means is our area of the country gets extreme heats and extreme colds. Can be, yeah. and so you, there's not one type of grass that's the best, so to speak. And in, in Florida, it's all going to be warm seasons: Bermudas, Saint yeah. Augustine, you know, zoysias, whatever. And those are basically what they call warm season grasses. Mm-hmm. Whereas here we might encounter fescues, which are the greens, pretty much the the cool season grasses that you'll see, or Bermuda. You might see some zoysia, and on golf courses you'll have bent grass or things like that, and some rye grass. They're just a hodgepodge of stuff. Yeah. And it's fun to it's fun to talk to to see if there's like one that like from your perspective you mow at all. I mean weeds and all kinds of stuff, but mm-hmm. um, just what that 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 that's what I I guess what I was my point was about our area of the country. It's just a hodgepodge of things, and yeah. you can go out west, and it'll be one thing, and and so you make this big tour around the country, and I and I'm just curious as you come across something, I'm like, man, I don't know about this one. Yeah, that's the only type of grass that stands out right now. I yeah. can't think of anything else. Yeah, yeah. So, do you ever think of expanding your uh, lawn care services to outside of mowing and and just and weed eating and blowing, or is that is that uh, kind of what you want to? Yeah, right now that, that's that's all yeah. on my main focus. Yeah. Yeah. I love the uh, I love the mowers that you're detailing. So talk oh, yeah. a little bit about where that idea came from and who and who helps you out with that. Yeah, I mean, it just came up with different ideas to customize lawnmowers, especially for different causes. Um, my first one was when I wrapped a wrapped a lawnmower in camo for my veterans tour. Yeah, I think that was my sixth tour. I wrapped a wrapped a mower. Then my next tour was when I done it for the police. Yeah, and yeah, I made a police car more and made uh, more of a breast cancer so I painted all pink and done a 50 state tour for breast cancer breast cancer yeah and then that, t- that tour I auctioned off the lawnmower and gave the funds to a charity so it went for $5,000 yeah and yeah so just come up with different ideas to help out people and who does the customizing for you I have um, one guy here in Huntsville yeah. um, float 
He's a he's a graffiti artist. Oh yeah. Yeah. So he does most of my work. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw the uh, the the police mowers specifically. Mm-hmm. They had were the uh, did it had just the lights or what, or did it actually have sirens on it? Oh, just just the lights. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. What do the police think about that? Uh, they think it's real cool too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at, so what? How did that? How did? How did? You, what did you get out of working with the police and kind of bringing that the community together? Because I know your goal was just to not only work with the police but to get them to encourage to kind of be in part of the community mm-hmm. because so many times that relationship can be strained yep. or people, you know, we don't have to go down that road, but it, you know, it's difficult at times. And so, talk a little bit about that and how that, you know, what what your thoughts came out of that. Oh no, the idea just came about right. Out, it was right out of my veterans tour and just want to do something for the police. Yeah. And then I thought it would be real cool to make a lawnmower like a police car and paint it black and then the white white stripe and yeah, just contacting different police officers or di- different departments on Twitter, yeah. tagging them as they got to their state and yeah. they were more than happy to come out and mow. So yeah. that, that was a pretty good experience and the goal of that was just to bring officers in the communities and build that relationship between the two. Yeah. Because you know, I found that community, community policing and free lawn care can go hand in hand. For sure. Yeah. So yeah. That's where the idea came from. Yeah. So where? So, what other big ideas you got rolling around your head? Uh, just, just a few I'm working on. Yeah. You know, just a few. Keep, I, don't, I don't want to tell anyone. Keep yet. that. Yeah. yeah keep like, that hey. to yourself. Yeah. I, I mean, I got, a, I got one probably I'll, I'll release in February. Yeah. My one of my next big project. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So what do you like to do for fun? Uh, this is uh, this is what I do. This is what you do. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm doing nothing else. Come yeah. home and watch a movie. Yeah. But I wake up every morning and do what I love. You know, yeah. Whatever. And you just go 24-7 every day or yeah. find time to? Yeah. I mean, sometimes, like right now, it's slow season. So yeah. I'll, I'll drive around, try to find lawns that need to be done. Yeah. Knock on random people's doors. So I see at least need to be taken up. Uh, yeah. Take them up free. And yeah. 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 Just try, try to stay busy. Yep. And And so you've gotten a lot of publicity for doing this as mm-hmm. far as news organizations and things reaching out to you. How does how does how does that impact you? Do you do you like that sort of exposure? Does it help yeah. you kind of tell your story? Yeah, I, I don't mind it. Yeah. it. It definitely helps and spreads yeah. the word. Yeah, yeah, definitely helps. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, I, I I mean, I could I couldn't think of a better person to speak sit down and speak to on my podcast. I don't I you know a lot of who I talk to are industry professionals. There'll be golf course superintendents, salespeople, but as I'm trying to grow this and 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 I know I know that you've been had the opportunity to speak to a lot of turf grass industry, you know, with your keynote speaking and yes. things like that. And and people sort of associate you with the turf grass industry, yeah. although that's not really what you do. I mean, yeah. you're not interested in in what we're doing, and and you, but you, but there is a, a there is a line there. Yeah, there's I mean, a because you you want you want some help, some exposure. Um, there's probably some sponsorship abilities that you, that can help you mm-hmm. kind of do what you do, and I think that's, you know, I mean, I, I think that's great, and 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 I and I that's my goal for is to reach out to those people yeah. and see if they can't help you. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, turfing what I'm doing, it's not the same, but it's similarities between. Yeah. Well, the lawn care industry as a whole yeah, is a t- lot bigger than than the golf course industry oh, yeah. or the turf or the sports turf industry. I mean, <laughs> if you want to get down to it, <laughs> if you're if and I don't know what the overall numbers are and I and I don't want to spout out a bunch of st- statistics, yeah. but the bigger piece of the pie is lawn care. Oh, yeah. And and you're doing what you're doing is a service to benefit people who can't necessarily take care of it or mm-hmm. it's a need uh you know that you do for free that basically requires donations. Yeah. You know, we provide a service that, you know, from an expertise level, you know, to homeowners and, and, you know, residents or commercial or whatever. And they expect, a, you know, a higher level of service, but, but they pay for it, yeah. you know. And there's a, but there's a, but there's a common ground that we share as we, we do something we, we love out of the, out of centered around grass. Yeah. You know, and that's pretty cool. It is. Yeah. It? Do you, um, so you live in this in a, in a neighborhood. Do you, did, it, did it start? Do you do things within your neighborhood? Do, do your neighbors kind of know what you do? And I mean, I think a few you, of them know yeah, what I do. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think most everyone here does their own lawn, or, or they hire somebody. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you're not wanting to take people's job. That's not what yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not what I was suggesting. I'm oh, just yeah. wondering if they they talk to you or you. Yeah, you, I mean, yeah. There's just like the neighbor right across the street. They know what I do. And yeah. They, I guess, they've seen it in the news. One of my tours. Yeah. 
So I was going all for 20 some days, and then when I got back, oh, we saw you, good job. So, <laughs> yeah, so I think they know what to do. Yeah. yeah. So when do you head back out for another 50-state tour? Uh, just when the autism one. That would be the start of it in April. Yeah, yeah. And do a few more yeah. rest, of, rest of the months. So and and all that and so you've got we're looking at uh, hats and mm-hmm. t-shirts and you've got some special shoes painted up that look like um, puzzle pieces yep. and whatnot. You're going to be uh, doing an autism tour. Do you get in touch with the people that uh, you have? How how does that sort of get started? Do you have people that facilitate getting you information on on and then you just kind of plot your tour out or you just, just kind of wing it? I'll just post it online. Yep. I mean, for this tour, I'll, I'll get people more advanced. M- most of the time, I just Say hello. I'm going on a tour tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. But for this one, I'll probably give them a month or so in advance. Yeah. And this one, I I I plot out. Normally, I just do it everything on the fly. But this time, I just say, whoever contacts me first in these states, you know, I just wherever you are. Normally, I have a certain city I go to. Yeah. So I can keep on trail, so I can get done in time. But for this one, I just wherever you are, I'll come to you. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think this has potential to be my biggest tour, so. Sure. So, and I ask these questions not because I'm wanting to try to dive more into what you do, but mm-hmm. I'm curious about how you would how how a fifty state tour you you map that out. Like, yeah, I know you got to fly to Hawaii and Alaska. Mm-hmm. So, do you have a specific route that you try to generally stick to? Because once you get there, you're not knowing who you're really helping. Mm-hmm. You have to go to them. So, how do how how do you put all that together if if Without the help of just a lot of things, other people in your life, how how do you do that? Yeah, you just each state sign I come to, like say I was, I was moving to Alabama or going to Tennessee. Once I get to this Tennessee state sign, yeah. I take a picture, right, and say hello Tennessee. I'll be moving in Nashville. But if you know anyone elderly, disabled, single parent, or veteran who needs a lawnmower, let me know. Yeah, and then people just I put my number with it, and yeah, people just write me. Yeah, and it's yeah, not not too hard. Yeah, and how flooded do you, do you get with like people reaching out to you? Um, not not that much. Um, yeah. It gets flooded once the news picks it up. On sure. If they do a story, like yeah, say I, I get to Tennessee and it's nighttime and almost nighttime and the news want to do a story, they will say, oh, you know anyone that needs help? They'll post it out the next morning. I have a lot of messages. Right. Yeah, from there. Man, I, I, it's a, it's a huge undertaking, and and you're you're wanting to go, you know, even do outside the country. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine that, you know, being in one place for any period of time is probably not. I mean, you're constantly moving, you know. Um, so, how how do you, how did how, it's in terms of like moving around and getting to from state to state. And then being here in Huntsville, how often are you here in Huntsville? And or, and you know, do you just take time to just kind of you know downtime, process what I need to do, and then move on? How so? How long are you actually at home, and just taking some downtime? I'm, I'm home, I'm home a lot. When I'm not on tours, I'm home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down, I, I have that much downtime. I'm, like I'll be out yeah. most of the time. I'm every day. I'm out trying to find a lawn or something. If I sure. Don't yeah, so I'm constantly, constantly doing something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like to just stay at home and and do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Always got to do something. You know, one of the things I'm sitting here as we're talking, and it's encouraging me. I have I do everything on my own with this podcast, mm-hmm. and I and I'm the I'm the one who's got to schedule. I I got to figure out the travel. I, I mean, I don't have a sponsor. I've never had a. I've never taken a dollar for yeah. this. This is all on me. I mean, I've. I take that back. I did get, I did do some with this uh, latest conference at the Tennessee Turfgrass. They mm-hmm. they were kind enough to take care of some funding and stuff for me. But and and I think and I preach them a lot. But I, you know, what I sit in, and and sometimes I'm like, I need to I need to get schedules. I need to get yeah. people scheduled and ra- you know because I I have a, li- a running list of about fifty people oh. or so at any one time that I'll reach out to, yeah. and you know in our industry, it. Um, in the summertime, it's very difficult. Yeah. Guys, guys get going. You know, in, in in our part of the world, mowing the grass in in the summer. I mean, it's just yeah. hard to get somebody to do to set aside a, a, even thirty minutes mm-hmm. to talk to you, much less an hour to do a podcast. And I'm I'm sitting there going, you know, you don't wait on anything. You just go, 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 and you just and you're just always constantly doing. And I'm and I'm sitting here going, I got to do more of that. 
I gotta, I gotta, I gotta not wait on sending that next text message or that next email yes. or trying to get that person to commit. And if and if they don't want to commit, then I move on to the next person. And that's that's encouraging to hear you say that because it even just sitting here, I'm getting your I'm getting your sort of energy on how you do things yes. for me to and 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 I feel like I've done good. Yeah. And I and I haven't hardly done touches. I haven't even hardly touched the yeah, surface. Yeah, we all can do more. You know. Yeah. Even me, I can do more. It's up to the person. Yeah. I mean, um, so how do you, how, how do you feel like, I know social media is a big part of your growth. So I'm, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not asking a loaded question or rhetorical question, but social media for me is still, I'm still trying to figure out how to use it yeah. to grow this. And, and I'm, I'm going to move into, I've got other things and ideas that I want to do, but how do you feel like you just, you just do it and go and, and yeah. post videos and just, and, and the response is, it's been, you know, that's, you, you feel like that's been super beneficial? Yeah, I mean, once, once like, one year in different news channels and I was, I was on the Kelly Clarkson shows, different different stuff like that. And yeah. You get more of a following. Once you got a, 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 get more of a following, it's, it's easy to post something and people just support. Yeah. That's what I realized. Yeah. Because I know when I had, I had small numbers, it wasn't that much support. But once more people see it, it opens up. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and that's what I think. You know, you I I feel like for me I'm at a stage where I get you know I've got you know say a thousand followers mm-hmm. on Twitter or, or less. I mean I'm close but not there. And the same on uh, Instagram. I feel like I get a lot of people that just are just kind of watching. Yeah. They don't do anything. There's no engagement. Yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to figure out how to get the people that are that are going to help grow things to engage. So from your perspective, how do you feel like that you can do that? How do you do that that it gets them to engage because you get some people probably just follow you yeah. and don't you don't ever hear from them you don't know about them and they're just kind of there as a as a as a digit on a on <laughs> your on your uh, you know Instagram screen or whatever so how do you get people to engage with you or or do you find that that you're just wanting to engage with your audience and then you know just keep doing what you're doing yeah I mean just just posting different stuff get people engaged or you ask them questions yep. in the post that gets them engaged I mean. Different people react to different things. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of hard to say what they they will engage with. Yeah, some people some people probably never like your stuff, but they see it all the time. They see what you're doing, but they never like it. But yeah, yeah, it's just, just different. Yeah. So, I'm assuming that not all we all we all have people that mm-hmm. hate on what we're doing. <laughs> I mean, I I certainly have, and I don't have near the following you do. Mm-hmm. How does that? How do you take that? You yeah. just don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry. No matter what, I could be giving a hummus man water. Someone's gonna say, "Why that type of water?" Yeah. You know, so, so it's gonna be always, always something. Yeah. Can't make everyone happy. Yep. So, what's one of your favorite stories of, of since you've been doing this? Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've got a ton of them, and I don't want you to like, I don't want to pin you down to <laughs> one. But I'm sure you've got a couple of stories. What What is one that stands out to you? Yeah, I mean, just meeting. I think some of the veterans on my veterans tour and. Especially the World War Two veterans, and just yeah. hearing firsthand what they went through during World War Two, you know, because they they can remember everything just like it was yesterday in that much detail. Yeah. So the, I mean, meeting people like that, you know, really stands out. Yeah, I, I imagine that that's pretty that's pretty amazing to yeah. hear those uh, those guys' stories. I mean, I, I've learned that I don't do that enough. Mm-hmm. Is, is is talk to older people that have been through things mm-hmm. and. That's another thing that I want to try to do, and and I hear and and for me to hear you say that those are the types of stories that stand out, just further uh, suggest that those are things because we can all benefit from oh, that. Yeah. I, I've heard motivational speakers say Gary Vee said it. Just go to a, um, a you know a, a senior citizens uh, shelter or um, you know uh, assisted living place and just sit down and talk to somebody and you'll hear them talk about regrets or, right. you know, what they should have done or they didn't talk to this person or they never forgave that person, you know. And, man, I bet you could learn a lot from that. Yeah, we all can. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. And do you, do you find that people want to talk about that when you when you specifically talk to elders or veterans? Do you, do you, you, get, them, you get them talking about those types of things? I mean, it just depends on the person. Some people are more open than others. Yeah. Yeah, so just, I think it just depends. I mean, some have opened up. Yeah talk about their life and what we regret doing and there's some people that 
that are shut in and don't want to see, don't want to see you watch. Yeah. Well, so you don't do you don't do anything for fun. You don't you don't get out and play sports or. I used to play soccer and stuff yeah. out here. And went, this took over, so. Yeah. I want, I want to get back into it eventually, but yeah, yeah but this is all I do mainly. Yep. Yeah, I don't, I don't do much of anything else. So did you finish the computer science degree or did yeah, you? Yeah, I got a bachelor's in computer science and a master's in social work. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And but you don't do anything with the computer science anymore? No. No. Not right now. No. Well, I mean, it could be. I mean, be. I work on a website and stuff. Yeah. But that's about it. Do you do all that yourself? Yeah. Yeah. I find that's hard too. I mean, I, yeah. I, I and I'm pretty computer savvy. I mean, I, I, I'm not. I don't shy away from it. Like I said before we started recording, I, I was a DJ. Yeah. And that's kind of. Uh, I, I've got a buddy of mine um, that we we kick around with some music stuff mm -hmm. and enjoy doing that. And and um, I had you know I just said I just I know how to I know how to get, work my way around an audio software and, yeah. and just start. Talking to people and record it and put some music over it and put yeah. it out there and see what happens. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, you know, I don't. I know your time's valuable, yes, sir. and I, you know, I appreciate you opening your home. No is problem. there before I let you go? Is there anything that you that I didn't ask or didn't get to that we didn't get to talk about that uh, maybe you'd like to share? I think we covered everything. You know? Yeah, fifty yard time and everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. We did. Well. I, I hope that we can um, do this again oh, sometime. Cool. And if you ever get up through Tennessee, okay. I'd, I'd love to come out and, I mean, and, uh, you know, see what you're doing yeah. in live action, maybe help mow some. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to uh, reach out to some people that I know and, okay. in, in, in from equipment manufacturers and things like that and see if we can't spark some buzz about helping you out some more too. So okay. I really appreciate that. And, uh, you know, just, Hey man, I just wanted to tell your story and, well, and you. um, it's, it's, it's a, it's big for me. Yes. I hope it's big for you that you came on and talked about it yeah, and, and uh and uh just you know, tell everybody about making the turn and, yeah, and what we're doing turn. and and um best of luck to you, man. I appreciate, and I appreciate it. all that you're doing. Likewise, man. Appreciate all right. It. Well that's it everybody. Yeah. That's uh Rodney Smith with uh he's the founder of Raising Men Lawn Care and uh appreciate him sitting down with me and uh until next time I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.